Grab your cup of coffee Sit down for a story Let's all go exploring Making it at 40 Making it at 40 Making it at 40 Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Making It After 40. I am your host, Lisa Rodriguez. I am an actor and writer who is still trying to make it after the age of 40. On this show, we explore what it means to be an artist trying to make it as a middle-aged person. Today's guest is Tish Hicks. Tish is a highly successful voiceover actor who then started the VO Dojo so that she could teach others the skills and mindset that has made her so successful. I wanted to chat with Tish because I see her as an expert in this field, and she is one who sees so many second act voice actors or retiree actors come through her school. In this conversation, Tish really challenges me to change my mindset on a number of things, and this is what I love about her. She has a way to make you shift your perspective, which opens doors. Chatting with her is like relaxing in a warm cup of chamomile tea. She is truly a wise old soul disguised as a voice actor and teacher. And that's just it. You'll see in this conversation, she is a teacher to her very core. It's very beautiful and her warmth created a very safe space. So enjoy. Well, today we have Tish Hicks. Thank you so much for joining me, Tish. Oh, so glad to be here. Yeah. I met Tish uh, through my neighbor. Uh, She recommended that I check out your classes. My neighbor is an audiobook director, as you know. The amazing. She's amazing. Yeah, the amazing (laughs) Rudy. And so she referred me to your classes, and I did your class uh, this, the six week, um, what is it called? Intro to VO? No. So you should do voiceover. You should do you should do voiceover and a spirited introduction to the essentials of VO. Yeah, yeah. And so I did that at the beginning of the year, and it was so comprehensive and so amazing. And uh, the reason I wanted to have Tish on the show is because I see Tish is more like an expert. Tish has been doing voiceover for oh gosh, I should have printed out your bio <laughs> for like no, tw- uh, like, like thirty yeah, years. Um, going on thirty years. It's, it's yeah, um, years plus. yeah, nineteen ninety five. I think yeah, yeah. And so first, she's like, she's well established in her career, uh, but what's and she's gone on to create this amazing resource for um, other voiceover actors who are trying to find their way in the business with the VO Dojo. Mm -hmm. Um, so she has two careers and what I wanted to have Tish on the show for was to talk about, um, her experiences with people she sees in the industry, um, who do come at this later in life Mm -hmm. and, and to take on a second act career, a third act career, a retirement career. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I knew Tish would probably have a lot to offer the audience and, have a lot of insight as to what can be possible um, at any stage of life. So yeah. thank you so much for taking the time to sit with me today. 
Sure, my pleasure, my pleasure. Yeah, I mean, in terms of in terms of um, the journey of being a creative soul, and then um, the journey through the decades as a creative soul, and the things that um, ha- I think our society um, tends to mm, sometimes separate. Like mm. the things that we want as the decades go on, yeah, and being a creative soul, and sometimes I think people think of them as a crossroads. Like, oh, I want to do that, but I also want to live. Um, so, in terms of like my journey, um, yeah, let's I get into that. Like I came to voiceover somewhat later. Um, I had graduated, I I mean, not terribly later, but I didn't move out to LA until I was um, 29 or 28 or 29. Oh, yeah. Um, And I hit the ground running here with with the vision of, I I had had some success in Chicago. I had had uh, what I call the helicopter came in Chicago um, in that I had a friend who was a, a creative director. Um, and he said, Hey, you want to, I've got these spots for Valley total fitness. You want to come do them? I think you'd be good at them. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I wasn't just like, yeah, sure. Cause okay. I've never tried that before. You know, uh-huh. I was, uh, um, uh, trained in theater at Northwestern. I was doing improv at second city. I was doing regional Shakespeare. I'm a trained yeah. opera singer. So all of those things came together. Um, and I went and did the session and left there going, that, that is what I am going to do with this. And <laughs> shortly, shortly thereafter, moved to Los Angeles. So I moved to Los Angeles going, boom, this is this is definitely something that I am going to do. Um, yeah. And then, um, and then evolving that uh, as I grew in my 30s and then into my 40s. Um, and now I'm, I'm 55. Um, so it has been my life journey, um, and how it is, you know, how has it allowed me to have all the fangs, (laughs) the things (laughs) that that come with grown up, like houses and kids and and life, you know, things, things like that. Um, yeah. One of the things I love about the VO Dojo is that we do have people who are at all stages of their journey. Yeah. We have, uh, we've, we've had high school kids that, that have been doing, you should do voiceover, kids who are in college. And we have, as you said, you know, people who are retired judges or, yeah. um, you know, started, started doing our mystery to mastery program the day after they retired. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, so I want to go back and touch on your journey. So now, if I recall correctly, and I hope I'm not making mixing your story up with somebody else's, mm-hmm. you you went to like a creative high school as well, right? And that was like part of the Second City, or uh, no? I, okay. I I went to um, an alternative school when I was little, like a nursery school okay. and elementary school, 
that was started in the basement of Second City. Right. That was, and Viola Spilon, she did all the improv games with you guys. Like you guys were. uh, um, It's actually like next generation. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I was like, wow. (laughs) The the details are there. We'll put put them in order. So I went to an alternative, um, an alternative school as a child called Parent School that was started in the basement of Second City by Uh um, Viola's son, Paul, and his wife, Carol. And so I'm still friends with their daughter, Aretha. So I'm of that, like my foundations were based in that approach to the world and approach to life, that improvisational approach to life, and improvisational and experiential approach to life. Because the whole thing with improv is yes and, and yes, so and. <laughs> what? <laughs> so what a neat experience to to come up from such a young age to kind of be taught to like yeah let's let's collaborate let's build together and it sounds like you just kind of that maybe that really informed your life uh, and the yeah. chances that you took and the way that you've built this cool creative life and and at the age of 30 decided to take on a new project of coming to LA (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well I mean I think that's you know I think that's really well it's a mindset that you can open yourself up to at any age right yeah I happen to have you know been doing it since I was four um but um um, I think it's it's a mindset that you can come to at any point in your life, um, and and have to right. I mean, yeah. each 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 age that we are in requires new improvisation, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, and yes, and I have two kids who are, uh, you know, one one that's going to be college age, one that's college age, and yeah. yes, and I have parents who are starting to go the other way and need more support and are making decisions about how they want their last lives. Of so, yes, and I am responsible for all of that. <laughs> so, yes, and I will take it on with a smile on my face as often as I can. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's uh I I I I really like how you kind of take that attitude in your classes as well and my experience with mm-hmm. the you should do VO uh class. You really talk about and I've I've kind of touched on this with other guests. Um I think it was the episode with Tracy Rooney we talked about how you want to collaborate with the people that you're working with. And and you have mm-hmm. the approach that when you go in for an audition, it's not what do they want. It's a we, that we are all part of the same team. Yeah. And there is no for, they, there's only we. Yeah. yeah, there is no they, there's mm-hmm. only we, yes. And I think that's such a, a huge shift in mindset. And I personally have been really trying to take that through um, – in all aspects of my creative stuff, but Mm -hmm. I also in, in my work life, and I've just recently um, taken a full-time position again in property management Mm -hmm. to make things work. And I'm trying to even take that in, in that setting uh, when we're working with a client, it is the we, it's not, how do we serve the client? How do we serve each other? How do we serve the property? How do we serve the tenants? We, 
the tenants are a part of the we. My boss is a part of the we, and I'm I'm really trying to take that mindset through my life um, in many different ways because I think it it really helps to um, open so many doors to the possibilities of of how successful we can be in mm-hmm. in whatever we're trying to do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think I think it, it, you know, in going back to the to the values of, of improv, um, you know, that collaborative, we are all here supporting each other, um, that we are here. And there's no one person that is, you know, that that takes the focus, it's the togetherness of it is very much. And then I think I think also, um, one of the things that that comes up, in terms of being a creative soul mm-hmm. um, is c- creating an entrepreneurial mindset, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That and, and so you just mentioned, ah, at the moment I am, uh, I've taken a full-time job mm-hmm. and, and yet uh, just knowing, you know, knowing the journey that, that you've been on this year that we've known mm-hmm. each other, you have a new perspective on, what and why and how you are taking on this this full-time job that yeah. is much more in service of your creative soul. And here we are on this podcast that you've yeah. created, right? And yeah. so yeah, that's for now. And that is that is part of it. And whether it's podcast or your voiceover career or your painting career or opening your bakery or whatever, whatever the creativity is that I think that that entrepreneurial spirit is something that's very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think in this last year, the work that I've done on trying to figure out my creative journey is Mm -hmm. learning to not separate that entrepreneurial spirit and learning to not separate what I would have perceived before is just like a boring nine to five job or like the regular right. work world or as some creatives will hear them say the normies, right? Mm-hmm. Learning to learning to embrace that as a part of me and that I can be a creative spirit and I can be an actor and I can like make these really ridiculous things that I that I want to make. And I can also have a steady income. And I can also sit behind a desk and figure out a way to make that feed my creative soul. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to have well, both I'm, sides I'm, of me. Well, uh, we we all must have both sides of us. We all must yeah. have both sides. I think the game is, the game is, how do you understand that business is creativity? Yes. Yeah. Business is create. Every day, business is creative. Every day, it's problem solving and inner figuring out how to interact with people and and um, having a vision and then then working towards that, building towards that. So I think that's you know that's one of the things that I've definitely definitely learned as both um, as a creative soul, as a creative talent, and as an entrepreneur. Um, recognizing that they're all the same, they're all the same, and mm-hmm. it's it's we who create those distinctions, right? And then yeah. there is there is a difference between uh, working for someone else and working for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. 
and and those are those are those are two choices that we make. However, if you are working for someone else with with the clarity of how this is working and why this is working and and how it is part of your creative endeavor, yeah, then you are making choices. Um, yes, yeah, that's something. That's something that just came up this week um, on my internal journey, <laughs> my yeah. ever 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 evolving internal journey um, as creative as creative soul creative talent and creative entrepreneur the difference between we never have control we always have a choice we never have control we always have a choice okay we never have control you know so as a as a creative I think a lot of a lot of um you know things that come up are it is it is a lifestyle that you do not have in, in a lot of ways, you do not have control, depending on what yeah. and how you're doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which goes back to the collaboration, mm-hmm. right? Y- you are yeah. always working with uh, somebody else, and somebody else may be making decisions, at depending on what and how you're doing it. But you always have a choice of how you are in response, how you are in motion, how you are... Um, um, Connecting with people, how you are mm-hmm. creating your vision, all, all of those things you have a choice on uh, yeah. about, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very yeah. fresh in my mind. I'm like, ooh. That's, yeah. yeah. That's no, I really cool. like that. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Even just, you know, with my choice to find another full-time job and to go back into the the property management world, it's it was a choice that I made specifically to to be able to f- to feed my art, to be able to have the funds mm-hmm. to take the classes that I want to take, to have the funds to um, to save up for later when I want to shoot that short film that I wrote, and mm-hmm. maybe I'll have money to fund it myself. Well, not not maybe you will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Maybe, yeah, you, yeah. Have the, you have the resources, so you, yes. Yeah, um, and, if you choose, and it, if you choose to have them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And it took me a minute to kind of really, um, it felt, it, in my gut, it felt like the right decision. And and meeting my boss, like, I really clicked with her and I really liked her. And I mm. felt like, okay, if I'm going to do that, if I'm going to go back to this, this is someone that I can do this with. and. Mm-hmm. And what's so ironic is, you know, I have this pilot that I wrote where the the log line is um, Laurel is the character's name. Laurel, on the verge of turning 40, gives up acting and accepts a job as an assistant property manager. And so she's thrown into this world (laughs) of property management and she meets all these characters. And it only occurred to me this week as I was like, you know, like learning the lay of the land and meeting everybody. I was like, oh my God, I am living out my pilot. Now I'm not quitting acting. They know that acting is something I do. And they know that, you know, if when I book a job, uh, that I'll need a day off, you know, but it, mm-hmm. I'm very capable of working a full-time job and and not having the acting career taken away from it. But in this in the pilot, you know, she just quits acting altogether and we're just right. focusing on the property management yeah. thing. But I'm like Okay, universe. <laughs> I don't know uh, how this is all going to tie out, but I'm g- getting the signs that this is just part of my journey, and 
Mm-hmm. It may feel like it's off of the path that I wanted, but it's not up for me to decide what the path is. I just have to go with it. And I'm just going to, I'm here for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple, a couple of really cool things come up when you, when you share this, first of all, again, you've made a choice. If you reframe what mm-hmm. you've just said, you're actually being paid to do research on your pilot. So you uh, are actually making notes on, you know, eight years of episodes uh, coming up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so you, you know, how smart are you getting paid <laughs> to do research for your pilot? Fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. The other thing that comes up, uh, this, this idea of giving up your creativity, of giving up your, you know, giving up your dream or giving up, giving up the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I had an experience. Um, I've got two boys. One's twenty, and one is fifteen. And um, I had my fifteen-year-old when I was forty. Mm-hmm. It was, it was an interesting time. I remember having the discussion with myself of, all right, man, um, this on-camera thing, like give it up because it's gone. You know, I had a, I had a, I had a yeah. major, you know, I've, I've had a majorly successful voiceover career and I had to make the, this is a little segue, but so let me finish one thought and then I'll yes. come back to that. Yeah. It's like, but um, it, it, it occurs to me, give it up, man. Cause, cause it's gone. And um, you, it didn't happen. You know, this other thing happened. And I guess the thing I was going to say is it took me a while in my successful voiceover career. Yeah. to come to terms with that I was a successful actor, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I went to Northwestern yeah. and like everyone that I know like has a late night talk show, has been on series that run for, for 10 years or yeah. winning, you know, Academy Award winning producers. And they're, you know, my friends and my colleagues and the people I came up with and it's amazing. Um, and it is also easy to go like, oh, well, I just have a six-figure co- voiceover career for 20 years. Oh, well. Um <laughs> And it was it was a huge awakening of like yeah. one, of, one of my friends was like, "You are a successful actor. What are you talking about? You make more money than most people in SAG. What are you talking about?" Yeah, and um, like having to shake myself there. But the point I was getting to around this, you know, when we come to these places of where okay, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to I'm going to let it go. I realized that uh, well, two things. One, my creative soul is my first child. Yeah. And you can't, I mean, you can leave your first child at the fire station, Mm -hmm. but you're leaving your first child at the fire station. Yeah. Right. So how, how do you think of your creative soul as something that needs attention and, uh, you know, and, and care and investment just like your children do? Yeah. And then I had the same realization as, as the, as the dojo started, you know, to take off and like, that's really my fourth child, yeah, right? Definitely. And then your business needs that same. So it was this moment of realizing, oh, wow, I have these things that all require a hundred percent of me being, a, you know, being a parent of a child, mm-hmm. being a creative soul, being a business owner all require a hundred percent of you. And you can't put you can't put any down. No. So then, how do you how do you figure out how to redefine what hundred percent is? But you know, how do you what what if you did look at it like 
would would you you know would you leave your child maybe maybe mm-hmm. and 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 if you do if you do need to do that that's okay however yeah. understanding that your creative soul has a heartbeat has a you know is a soul is is an entity yeah um it 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 then you figure it out right yeah you figure it out yeah hmm. that i mean just the idea of balance i think is is probably the biggest block for a lot of people mm-hmm. to go back and try to find that creative soul that they that they left on someone's doorstep yeah. is because they yeah. don't they don't know how to figure out the time or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how to how to yeah. fit it all in and i think it's yeah. okay to to put it put it down for a minute if you need to mm-hmm. but you can't Absolutely. forget it you can't Sometimes just you let it go to. completely. Yeah, yeah, definitely there yeah, are times yeah. I think in your life where you need to. But I think that's mm-hmm. a good point like you have this this uh, this other child who uh who needs you and um and is or such who a str- is, who is you? <laughs> yeah, who is exactly who is it's, you. <laughs> yeah, who is you? And you I do a lot of um reparenting and inner child work as part mm-hmm. of like my mm-hmm. own self uh self-care. And I often, um, I think of my inner child, like, even though like I see, I can see my inner child as like a separate entity and, and it's little Lisa, it's like five years old, Mm -hmm. Lisa. I, I still know that she's me. And so when I speak of this, I think of like, I just, I think of like, in my mind, I'm seeing like finding that little creative soul and like pulling them out of the closet and be, you know, Making up with yeah. them. I'm so sorry I neglected you. <laughs> I'm here for you now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so and sometimes yeah. they don't even need to hear an apology. You just need to play Legos with them. Yeah. Right? Like you just go like, yeah. hey, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> we need to like yeah. it is good to acknowledge and and yeah. but then I, I had an a, a opportunity to play with a six year old a couple of weeks ago and it was so um it was so effortlessly empowering oh. to just be present with a six-year-old. Like, hey, let's let's do the Legos. Okay, cool. What's this? Yeah, okay. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, and I think I think if you don't tend to it, it's gonna because it is a part of you because because that creative mm-hmm. spirit is you. Then you have that little part of you that is just withering. Yeah, you know, because you yeah. have. Oh, and, and you know, you said the word balance. I think I think balance is another sort of setup word, mm. right? You know, we were talking about they, they. There is no they. There's only we. Yeah. I, I found this. This is a tool that I uh, was introduced to um, through an international mentorship program that I uh, I've been a part of for the last I don't know four or five years. Um, called Inspired Women Lead. But okay. one of the concepts uh, that that is introduced there is redefining, doing a little semantic change of the word balance to harmony. Oh. Because when you're trying to balance, the balance is like finding that one place where everything, it, everything is like, ah, and and it's always going to be your you have to like hold your core and find your balance. <laughs> it's always like you're adjusting. Yeah. Whereas harmony, harmony can be 
you know, it can be a, a you know, one note <laughs> that is, yeah. one, and then it could be two things, or it could be a whole symphony, right? Right, and and then harmony doesn't have to be exactly this and exactly that, and yeah. like balance is like, oh, we'll get everything completely equal. I don't know that that ever happens, that you ever have everything. Oh, I completely have one third of my life that is my personal life and one third of my life. That is, like, mm, I don't know. But yeah. if everything's in harmony, mm-hmm. then it's all together and it might be 57 things and it might you might get it down to four things. You might get it down to a quartet, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then... Because there's going to be phases. There's going to be phases of your life. There's going to be phases, like you said, when you're having a new baby, that phase is going to be a lot more baby and parenting time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't, you'll still have some of your creative time. You'll still have time with your spouse, but the Mm -hmm. baby is going to be the strongest note during that period of time. And then, and then as the baby grows, then that, you know, will shift and you'll get more time for the other things that you need. And yeah, no, I Mm -hmm. like that. I like the harmony. Yeah. And the, the, the whole baby thing, um, as, as someone who is a creative soul and, you know, has that little, like, what are we making today? What are we making? We're going to make something. Let's do something. Let's make something. Let's make something. Let's make something. Um, I remember being pregnant as some of the most, joyous relaxing times because whenever that little voice came up I could be like I'm sitting on the couch and I'm making a human and it would go oh yeah right yeah cool (laughs) (laughs) right ultimate creativity awesome yeah I'm I'm yeah I'm building a person inside of me right now (laughs) a little thing Mm-hmm. We're, we are working mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> That's, yeah. There's something else that came up like that we're talking about because we're talking about this finding the harmony between the the creative life and making a way of living, uh, making a living and then your creative way of life. One of the things that I love about voiceover is that it really, it really has the potential to bring both, right? It's mm-hmm. a, it, as a, as you put in the time and the energy to build your business, build your skills, and build your business. It becomes a great way to make a living. Yeah, and how you're doing that, it becomes your way of life. Right. Yeah. Like this is this is what I do. This is what I do. This is what I do. So yeah, I think the the voiceover in particular um, really forces you to look at. The really forces you to have the entrepreneurial spirit right away. I think, I think more so than on camera, or at mm-hmm. least um, on camera, you still have to have that spirit. But I think you can get away with, you know, just relying on your agents if you have them, if you're lucky enough to have them, or mm-hmm. relying on submitting yourself on Actors Access or LA Casting or wherever. But with voiceover. There's really no easy way in. It takes mm. so m- Oh, well, okay, it's been my experience. <laughs> it, I just mean that it takes a lot of work and a lot of perseverance and and like you can find your what I guess maybe this is what I mean. The the easy way ins are like finding your own clients, building your own career and you don't have to be dependent on agents it seems like in order to get a career going as a voiceover artist. Well, here's 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 the question. What's your definition of easy? 
Like easy. I, I think I think that's yes. I think that's I think that's that's a little mindset shift of mm. what what it what what do you expect thing like what 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 is easy right because is yeah. is going you know is going to the your nine to five job and doing that is that easy no it's work right yeah. or or and it is easy work because it's work that you're good at right yeah so I think that's one of the things. Um, uh, you know, becoming a ballet dancer, is that easy? No, no. <laughs> but yes, right. If it's, if right. it's what you do and what your, what your intention is, then you do the things you need to do. So, yeah. and then um, what, I think one of the, one of the powerful things about how the world has just been like shifted, right? Yeah. What we, what we, uh, what we know in September, uh, you know, of, in this year, September of 2022 uh, is so completely different of any expectation that we had in September of 2019. Right. Yeah. Like completely like what, what, what the world is, how the world is, how it works, how one gets their way through it is nothing, 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 nothing's the same. Nothing yeah. is the same. So how do you redefine what that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I think, yeah. I, I I like that you called me on uh, that it can be a mindset shift about mm-hmm. the what is easy. Because I think yeah. in my mind, easy would be just like you go take some classes and then you you record a good demo and you get an agent and then the agent submits you for stuff and you start booking work and i and feel it like happen that way it can happen it, that it way. can totally happen <laughs> i i think it's because that hasn't been my experience with voiceover and i wanted it mm-hmm. to be so so badly i wanted voiceover to be like the golden ticket for me right well, it's you know uh well you know it's interesting you say golden ticket right because then if you if you look at like who got the golden ticket, right? Veruca Salt, Augustus Gluck, Mike TV, <laughs> and, the, the, exactly. right? and then what did Charlie have to do to get the golden ticket? Was that easy? Was it mm-hmm. easy what he had to do to get the golden ticket? No, no, right. So getting the golden ticket, um, and then you know once you get the golden ticket, you have to do you have to do the thing and you have to know your, I mean, like just using that Charlie and the chocolate factor as a metaphor, once you get the golden ticket, then you have to stay on the trail and be in yeah. integrity with your values. And, you know, like that, that's a really interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's what do you do with it? Yeah. Right. Well, and you know, and then, and then the other thing to break apart, Lisa too, is, you know, what, what, what did what were you doing on your journey that made it feel hard right mm. and and were you doing it all by yourself or how are you doing like like I think that's one of the things like well, I'm just gonna do it and it's like okay you yeah. can do it by yourself one of the things we say at the dojo is that it's always just you you have to have that vision you have to have that consistency you have to have the the doing doing the thing right doing yeah. the thing and um and you never do it alone Right. So what mm-hmm. are things that you can do? It is it is hard to break into voice or what it doesn't have to be. It it is it is hard. It doesn't have to be difficult. Right? Yeah. So what do you do to keep on making it less hard? 
right? How do you, yeah. oh, um, one of the things that we talked about in, in, um, in the dojo, in the Mystery to Mastery program, which is our full training program, uh, which is kind of a 360, 360 training yeah. for um, yeah. for voiceover, um, working in all the different areas of mastery that are required to create an, a, a sustained, successful voiceover career. Um, one of those is our knowledge mindset calls. And so much of what we do is based on the heart of everything, the, the basis of everything being the internal training, like we've been talking about, like, well, mm-hmm. what if, what if you shift that? Oh, okay. Um, but on the last uh, knowledge mindset call, we talked about this idea of everyone, everyone pretty much understands the idea of hard work to get what you yeah. want. And what if easy play, what if easy play is equally a way to get to what you want? Okay. Easy play. Yeah. For being in the flow. That's the, and then we come back to we come back to where we started in the whole improv thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And not that it doesn't require hard work. Not that you don't have you know, especially when you're when you're building when you're building your voiceover business. Um, you know, I when I moved out here, <clears throat> I um, had booked a, booked some gigs, so I knew I knew I had some I yeah. had some like oh this happened and it was easy. It was like hey wait a minute right yeah. And then I went, oh, wait a minute. I don't want this just to be like, hey, I got this thing. I want this to be the thing that I do, Um, the sustained successful voiceover career. Uh, Then I did everything. I did everything to do that, right? Yeah. Um, And and for you, that was... what, What was that for you to make, to do everything? Was that classes... Finding p- people to record yeah, a demo. It was, it was. It was very much like, oh, hi, I'm doing voiceover. You do voiceover. Hi, well, who do you know? What do you know? Yeah. Uh, not not picking your <laughs> brains. Don't ever pick anyone's brains because only zombies should pick each, pick people's brains. But just going like, hi, what you know? Shum shum shum. Hi, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Not thinking about like, oh, you do this. I would like to do that too. I'm doing this. Hi, what? Yeah. Is, so it was training. It was training and. I, um, you know, in terms of my evolution, so I was 29, um, I got a job working as a, a personal assistant and worked for a lovely, lovely man who um, I learned a lot from. And then it got to a point where I was like, I can't do this anymore because um, yeah. the itchy creative soul came out. Um, and then I started a graphic design company with my husband. Because okay. I kind of looked at, I was like, oh my gosh, we need to live. The, and, and how are we going to do this? And I looked at what we did already. And because we're both creative souls, we were doing stuff for people anyway. We were, you know, designing logos and we were doing, helping out with this. And I was like, we're going to be doing the same thing and spending the same amount of time. We just have a rate now. Yeah. And so I started a graphic design company. And, you know, and then just like, just like you're talking about, you're you're doing this you're doing this full time job, but really you're doing research for your pilot. Right. <laughs> um, everything everything with graphic design or marketing all applies to to voiceover. Yeah. Because right? it's advertising, it's figuring out how things work and how to you know distill something. You're distilling it visually, but it's the same mm-hmm. process, right? Yeah. So so yeah, and then we had the graphic design firm. 
and um, my husband had a, um, a website design firm. And, you know, eventually it got to a place where, you know, I was the voice, uh, voice of Burger King and we were able to buy the house. And then I was, you know, and then I was a voice of Citibank. And so when it, time, yeah. when it came time when the kids were coming, I was the voice of Citibank and he was like, I, ah, that, I'm not sure I want to do this anymore. And he's like, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't, um, yeah. you know, and then, you know, and then all businesses have ebbs and flows. So, yeah. you know, then there was, then there was a point where I wasn't the voice of Citibank and I was like, it would be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you got to do what you got to do. Um, you got to do what you got to do. And, you know, when you are a young parent, mm-hmm. you go to work and you feed your baby. And when you, you know, and when you are a young parent and you go to work and you're starting a business, then you do all of those things that you need to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that ties into the harmony thing. I mean, even today, mm-hmm. my, you know, this weekend, as you know, we shifted uh, this time for our interview because my husband is out of town. So yeah. I am mom and kids and, and I have to do the interview on the weekends now or in the evenings because of my mm-hmm. job. But I was able to find someone to just drop off my three-year-old with for today. And so now she's getting her needs met because mm-hmm. she's getting to play with her friend. My my other child, my older child was able to go to his friend and get his needs met. And I'm here with you and I'm getting my soul fed. <laughs> and my and husband is this playing beauty- golf with his friends. We're all getting fed today. <laughs> yes, but, 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 but that's that beautiful chord, right? Right. But you, that can you, also you, be a mindset, right? Because I yes. could be saying like, oh, I just, I don't know how to do this. What am I going to do with everybody? And it, you know, like well, I have overwhelm to take care myself. of everything. I have to take care of it. No, yeah. no don't. Um, in fact, others take, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's huge. That, and that is, for me. that's one of the, you know, one of the other values of the dojo is how do we always generate win, 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 win situations, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can, can you figure out that puzzle? So it's like, ooh, that would be good. And yes, yes, no, win, win, yeah. win, 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 win. You yeah. created a win, 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 win situation. Yeah. And, and I, that's harmony. Uh, just going back to what you were talking about with the ease or the the hardness or the difficulty, wh- however your mindset is about uh, approaching mm-hmm. the voiceover industry, one of the things you said, like, well, are you doing it alone? And that was one of the things that I love about the dojo is that I did very before I met you and before I took my first class there, I felt very much like I was doing it alone. And mm-hmm. so it felt very hard because I felt very alone and very isolated. And yeah. I was in this box and trying to figure out, well, I don't know where the door is. <laughs> and what yeah. I love about the dojo and the mystery to mastery courses is that it really does put you in an environment where you're meeting other people and you can have those conversations, the conversations that you just said you had to find your career of, mm-hmm. I, I'm doing this, you're doing this. What are you doing? Like, let's, let's meet mm-hmm. each other. Let's, you know, let yeah. Help. yeah, you can work with other yeah, people yeah. who are figuring it all out. And, yeah. and I'm looking forward to when I can get back into the mystery to mastery. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, it, you know, you have, as long as you keep it, if, if you think of this score, right, this harmonic yeah. score, right? So right now, um, you have, you have the, the line for your voiceover, mm-hmm. right, the, the, as an instrument in this harmony. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's some rests right now. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just rest. It's just rests right now, but it's in the score. Yeah. Right. If, and you're the composer. So if you, if you are going like, Nope, that's not a thing that I'm going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it might be that in the next, you know, as well, we've talked about this, we already have yeah. a plan for yeah. like next month. You will have some notes of, you'll have some notes of voiceover every yeah. week. Right. And, and so it's just a, a rest. It's not, that it's been eliminated from, from the whole score. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing that you said is one of, there's, there's this, there's some things about voiceover that are you know, now more than ever. It's a solitary isolating thing. It's, it's yeah. like, why like, like exploded during the pandemic. Hey, I can do this alone at my house. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so there's that element of, it is just you alone in a box. And then really how, how careers are built, how, how you build your skills and build your career is relationships and getting to know the people who are doing the things because mm-hmm. you are the person, well, you are a person who's doing the thing. So then you get to know the people who are doing the things and then it can be easy. I want to share a story about um, my 20 year old yeah. um, who's grown up, you know, he's, I mean, well, so he was 10 when I started the dojo. A 15-year-old okay. was five when I started the dojo. So they've grown okay. up with this stuff, and they do voiceover as well. Um, but one of the first rules of the dojo, the first rule of the dojo is know what you want, ask for it. People will give it to you if you allow. And I had this really proud moment as a uh, as parent and as a fellow creative soul um, that my son who has had um, not an easy path. He has ADD. His whole high school thing was like, ah, okay, how are we doing this? Yeah. He hasn't had an easy easy road. He's, he's okay. had challenges that he's had to figure out. Um, he uh, has skills. He has uh, theater tech skills. As he went oh, okay. to Burroughs High School, like which is like the Glee High School. So the things oh, he yeah. doing high school tech was like you could go run a, a Broadway show. <laughs> it's like yeah. really impressive. <laughs> So he leveraged that to apply, know what you want, ask for it. People will give it to you if you allow. Yeah. So he um, mentioned that he wanted to work in event lighting. I was like, well, I know like one of our dojo members works in that. Take him to lunch. Yeah. Tell him, tell him what you're doing. And so that got him his first job. And over the summer, um, he had set a vision of, he said like a few years ago, um, wow, Esports event, like to to put esports event thing, that would be so cool. I love gaming. I love this. I love doing these things. That yeah. would be so cool to do. And um, over the summer, he went as a participant or as, as a spectator, not a participant, uh-huh. as a spectator to an esports event. And he had the wherewithal to introduce himself to the tech director. Oh my! God. And. Um, said thank you you know he's able to tell him a little bit about his experiences yeah said thank you uh emailed him thank you and said if there's an opportunity to shadow I would love to do that I'm so I'm so interested I'm yeah. so happy to meet you etc and so then a couple weeks later he was invited to shadow and he went and spent the whole day meeting the people who are doing the things it helps that you know yeah. his first jobs he has stories like running spot for Bill Murray at the governor's ball, you know, yeah. um, he's able to like, you know, do tech stories like that. So, um, but 
um, he said, thank you. And then said, if there's any opportunity to work with you. And he's been offered a job at this dream, at this dream job. Oh and it my was, gosh. it was that easy because he, you know, did the things, but mm-hmm. he also, you know, has, has the skills or has the foundations for the skills, has the desire and has the, you know, the, the both like chutzpah, chutzpah and humility, yeah. right? That combination in you know, the fifth rule of the dojo is cultivate beginner's mind, yes. curiosity, yeah, yeah. determination, humility, right? Yeah. I, mm, I want to do this. I'm, I would like to lo- work and learn from you. Excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, anyway, I th- I, it just, it just so embodies, it so embodies, you know, that what a gift to give your child to have, to have that, yeah. that mindset and that mentality, because mm-hmm. for so many, it's so hard to get there. I know for myself, it's hard to get there. And there have been times in my life where I've asked for what I've wanted and, and it, mm-hmm. it works, but, um, but I think, like you said, it takes so much humility to be able to do that, to say, to say, Hey, I want this. And oftentimes it can seem like, um, I, I think depending on where you're at in your life, you can feel like ashamed. I don't have Mm -hmm. this, you know, but people want to give you things. Mm -hmm. People want, people want good people to work with them. That story is like really, is really inspiring and really, um, really expansive. Mm -hmm. And, Wow, you must be so proud. That's so cool. It's 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 awesome. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's it's super cool. And yeah. he's also going like, you know, oh, and I also want to do the science stuff. And I'm like, you want to do science stuff? Like, I don't. Did you no. ever take a science class? Like, <laughs> yeah. um, but okay, cool. Then yeah. you know, don't put time. I think this is one of the things too. You know, being a person who's been on the has has had a. A, a number of years of life experience, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I see this young person who I've known since he was born um, at this crossroads um, of like, what, what and how do I make my way in the world? Right. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's, um, so I think sometimes we go like, oh, well, we have to do this or we, you know, well, how will I make money doing that? Yeah. And the game is like, See what you want to do. Recognize that if anybody else has made money doing that, you can too. Yeah. Right? Like somebody's made money doing that. So how it's it's doable because and then how do you bring yourself to this? You know, this is one of the things we say at the dojo. Here's a mindset. It is inevitable that I will be making Great money, whatever whatever adjective you want to put in. Yeah. Great money, some money, enough money to live. Um, fantastic money, insane amounts of money. Um, yeah. Uh, but it is inevitable that I will be making money doing voiceover. Yeah. It is inevitable that I will be making money doing voiceover, and that just puts that into the universe. It is inevitable. It is inevitable, and then then you do the things that need to make that inevitability happen. Yeah. Right. And then what can I do to ensure that it is, it is inevitable. But mm-hmm. if you have that in your mind and you go forward 
Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's one of the other things, you know, that yeah. that that sometimes we make choices, um, we chase make choices based on fear, mm-hmm. or or worried, yeah. you know, that you get rejected. Yes, right? if you're doing anything creative, you're gonna get rejected all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, man, you are going to get rejected, and probably rejected more than not rejected. Yeah, like. Yeah. So if that's not for you, then maybe have a discussion with your creative soul, right? It will redefine what it is. And once again, creative souls, creative souls do not need to make money. You can be a creative Mm -hmm. soul and not make money from that and be completely taking care of your child, right? Your creative soul can be just for you. It doesn't have yes. to be shared with the yeah. world unless you want it to, but you could also right. make exactly. it your hobby and that's just for you. Well, and, and, you know, and, you know, uh, and that as long as, as long as you're tending to the kid. Yeah. You know, so I think that's sometimes where people go like, well, this kid, this, this kid, this kid creativity, is not going to pay the rent, not going to pay the mortgage. Um, you're not going to pay the rent or even allow me to consider having a mortgage. Um, right. Yeah. Well, just let the kid be the kid and see what happens or have belief in the kid. Like, yeah, you could, you, why couldn't you? Or what, what have others done? What, what have others done to make that a thing? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people do it. Why not you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's two two things that ki- have come up in the last few minutes with the stories. One is that SAG has a whole, uh, the SAG Foundation rather, has a whole class mm-hmm. called the audition. And basically the whole class is to instill in you that you're going to get, you're not going to get the job. <laughs> like The whole thing is like, you're going to submit, blah, 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 blah. But don't get excited because you're not going to book the job. And like every step of the way, uh, so you go in the audition and you leave, you know, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go in the audition, but you're not going to book the job. You still haven't booked the job, you know, and the whole thing, I it was like the whole way through, they're talking you through each step of the audition and like prepping, blah, blah, blah. But they're trying to like, just remind you, like, you're not going to get the job because the chances that you're going to get the job are so low, but it's Okay. It's okay because there's going to be another audition or that audition might lead to a job that you didn't audition for today. And so, I don't know, I just thought that was funny that that you you talk about that as an artist. Yeah. And and, I know we're we're, we're winding down, but I think that I think one of the things that comes through this discussion is, is the power of language, the power of language to empower or disempower, Mm -hmm. right? Balance is can feel disempowering harmony Mm -hmm. can feel um um, empowering and i think a lot of the language particularly around the performing arts Mm -hmm. is um like listen to the words i submit i submit my audition i submit Uh, to you oh powerful all everything of i submit um i submit to my representative my representative oh 
I am an act. I am just an actor. I need a representative, mm-hmm. someone who will represent me. Um, and once again, don't get me wrong. Having awesome representation is an awesome, important part of yeah. your business as a performer. Uh, you know, as an as uh, as an artist, etc. Having, but they are people on your team. Yes, they are people yeah. that you hire to get you to your goal. Just as a business yeah. owner, you they substitute not... ownership over your business and your. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they are yeah. people that you choose. Yeah. To work with, and yeah. yes, so the, there's a lot. There's this power of of the language, and you know the 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 power of the word to power or disempower, which is really interesting. Which yeah. you know. Goes yeah. back to everything about voiceover, <laughs> um, because really that's that's the joyous creative place of finding the nuance within the nuance, right? What is yeah. the nuance of this word? Um, you know, it goes to the the foundational principle that we work at from the dojo is voiceover is communication, and communication is an exchange of vibrational energy. Yeah. So that's it, and that that goes for in a conversation. That goes mm-hmm. to bringing yourself to bringing. Mm, let me let me shift that. Bringing a piece of copy to you to mm-hmm. share, right, um, right, right. That goes with your mindset as a creative, as a creative entrepreneur. This yeah. is my business. Of course, I'm. I'm not going to start a business because I'm not going to make money. Yeah. Right. I'm not going mm-hmm. to start a business expecting that I'll never sell any lemonade. Of course, yeah. of course, I'm going to sell lemonade. <laughs> right? like, yeah. That's why I'm. That's why I'm creating the lemonade stand. Like, of course, I am. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, but, I want to. I want to say kudos to you, Lisa, because you have created this place, this place where you are exploring this this beautiful, amazing topic, and. Oh. Um, and you have created this, you've created this place for us to come together and everyone who's listening will be impacted and you are, you are doing the things, right? Yeah. So thank you so much. That really, Mm -hmm. that really means a lot that, that really touches my heart. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and this this is touching, touching a lot of people's hearts. So that's what we do. That's what we do and why we do what we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. as a as a lost uh, middle aged artist, <laughs> I wanted to create a space for people who are trying to find their way in this field. Mm-hmm. Part of it is the things you know, like we've talked about, all these little mindset shifts. I think are so important to kind of finding your way either back to your creativity or finding your way to. Mm-hmm. Uh, if maybe it's just that you need to let your little creative soul play and be free and that's mm-hmm. gonna bring the career and because or like maybe, you just said maybe it's oh go ahead mm-hmm. it's it's inevitable <laughs> that uh these creative things that we've done or it's and for I'll say for me it's inevitable that this podcast will earn me some money <laughs> excellent great yeah great yeah I think yeah. and 
but it's not just about that. It's it's about creating this space for everyone. It's about uh, it's about creating the space for the people who need this. Is what I want to say. It's the people mm-hmm. who need to hear these conversations. The people who need to feel less alone. Because I know I I certainly have felt very alone in the last three years, especially after turning forty. I felt very alone and pursuing this art. And there've been many times where I felt ashamed that I didn't, that I, that I'm still trying to do it. Ashamed that I am Mm. not further along. Ashamed that I quote unquote wasted time or whatever. Mm -hmm. And a big part of my journey has been learning to embrace the journey for what it is and just trust that it's all going to come together in a way that I don't get to know yet. And, and Mm -hmm. I'm, Get you to be surprised by seeing like you don't have control yeah. over it. Yes, I don't you have, have control. A choice of mm-hmm. how you are doing it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah, and then you have a choice to be ashamed, or you have a, po- a a choice to be excited. You have a choice to um, relinquish it. You have a choice to reaffirm. You know, to yeah. re to recommit. Right. You mm-hmm. those are those are the choices that you do have. Yeah. Right. And those are the choices that you make. And then you have the choice to do the things that are required to do it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what those are or the things you're doing is not working, then you have the choice to go like, what else? What else? Keep on turning it around. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think when you're in the moment of feeling lost, it's easy to identify yourself as a lost soul Mm -hmm. when you're lost, when you're feeling when you're feeling lost. Yeah. It's easy to identify yourself as like that's who I am. <laughs> right. right. But yeah. really, but really it's just the condition right at the moment. Yeah. Right? Cuz once you once you like see the like oh wait a minute, there's the north star. Once you have your bearings, you you aren't lost anymore. Yeah. Right? Or if you accept like wow, I'm I know where exactly where I am. Yeah. I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> I am right here. I'm not lost at all. I know exactly where I am. Yeah. It's just when yeah. we have some expectation of, oh, I was supposed to be over there and I don't know how to get there. And I think when you bring it back to, oh, I'm exactly here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not lost at all. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I, yeah. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And I think, you know, for me, part of figuring my way out of it is, just listening to the little voice that's talking to me, mm-hmm. you know, like if you kind of really listen inward, there's that little person inside you, that soul or whatever it is that's telling you the next steps to take. And it, it took me mm-hmm. really tuning in because I'd hear it and I'd dismiss it like a snooze button. No, mm-hmm. no, no. I, yeah. I can't do that. Dismiss. Oh, that's too much work. Dismiss. Oh, but somebody probably has already done it. Dismiss. Oh, that idea. Would anybody really like it? Dismiss. And then mm-hmm. I finally just listen to it. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think that there are these little tender, joyous, vibrant children in, in source of our soul. And then I know it's, it's, this is for another podcast, but I know there's been moments in my life where I've stopped myself because what is inside is so vast mm. and so, so powerful. 
that yeah. that you know that sometimes is a little scary too yeah. so and i think they both can they both can be there and both can be acknowledged so yeah, yeah. Um, so hold, that isn't a whole other um, yeah um, so, um, yeah and just one last thought you know yeah the thing the the purpose and mission of the dojo is the vo dojo is to align people with the power and possibility of their voice in the world yeah and so for me yes right now like right now the way that the the thing is organized it's through the vehicle of voiceover Mm-hmm. But if someone comes through, or not, but because that but is a but is a word that we can switch because it means right. that the other thing is not. So and so uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. if someone comes through the dojo and um, is aligned with the power and possibility of their voice, because through the work and how we're doing and exploring this this vehicle of voiceover allows allows them to see something in themselves or stand for something or just align with the power and possibility of voice. I don't care if anyone does voiceover ever in their life yeah, because their voice is in the world and everything about the dojo is set up to how to make, how to make what seems like it is just hard work yeah, to do voiceover into easy play that gets the results. Like, how do you do, how do you do both of those things? It does take hard work and it is easy play. And how do you merge those things? Yeah. And and then just tying everything we've been talking about and then um, say, we, there's nobody, there's nobody keeping, there's nobody keeping anything from us because we are, we are, we are that already. And when we step into it, going, hi, I'm this already. I might be a little acorn of this, but I am this. Yeah. And then people, people who are do, you know, the people who are doing the thing, <laughs> gets people to get to be the people who are doing the thing, will go like, oh, well, little acorn, come, come, come. Yeah. You're part of our grove, right? Yeah. I wish you all could see Tish because there's a. Um... There's a passion and vibrancy that is coming through the videos <laughs> right now. And, and really, yeah, that's really intense, really special. Uh, I know we need to wrap up, but I do, I always ask people these two questions. So if I can ask mm-hmm. you these two questions before we Absolutely. go. One is, do you have any advice for somebody who's maybe looking to do a second act career or somebody who uh, is just like trying to start their career later in life in terms of like um, creativity in, in general, just like like very specific, tangible mindset I mean, I stuff think, or whatever. I think <laughs> it, it, really, it really is the first rule of the dojo. Yeah. Know what you want, ask for it, trust that people will give it to you if you allow. Yeah. That's but, awesome. I mean, it's that. And uh, most of the time, you know, sometimes as older, as older humans, um, yeah. we don't allow. Yeah. Yeah. Or we can't, I, or, you know, we, yeah, we don't, we don't allow, or we only see, only see, see what hasn't happened, but not looking at the blessings that have happened. I yeah. really like that last part of it is like, if we allow, if we allow, mm-hmm. that's an important, for me personally, that's an important thing for me to reinforce. If you allow mm-hmm. it, you have to be willing mm-hmm. to allow it. The second question I always like to ask people is, um, what does success mean to you now versus maybe when you were younger? I mean, clearly you mm. are successful, but what, what does that look like for you? 
Interesting. Um, I think it has to do with harmony. Mm-hmm. I think it has to do with um, understanding a vision for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So what is the vision and then why is the vision? Okay. Right? Kind of how... How can you make something hard easy? Um, yeah. That seems successful to me. Yeah, I think. Are you are you in integrity with yourself? Mm. Uh, is is a sign of success? Is 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 a definition of success? And I, I think it really has to do with um, finding the easy finding the easy flow to have your vision come to life right are you doing are you doing the things that are making your vision come to life and are you finding a way to do that easily yeah um yeah i think i think that i think that's what it is today um (laughs) yeah one 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 last matter because i'm i'm all about the metaphors but one thing that i do think that i very much have noticed um, and I think I think it is a metaphor that that articulates what I'm just trying to say. I think that in my 20s, my um, energy system, my 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 approach to life was um, kinetic energy. Like jump off the cliff, let's do it! Yeah, something's gonna happen, right? And so I was always like jumping off cliffs, right? Whoa, let's do it! Yeah. Um, then in 30s and into 40s is very much combustion engine drive 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 we need more fuel oh we're running out of fuel we need more fuel drive drive got to make it happen got to make it happen got to make it happen and i think what's been happening over these last few years is recognizing um what like how do you build an infrastructure how do you put energy how do you build an infrastructure for solar energy Mm metaphorically speaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. You create something so that on a 12 hour out, 12 hour cycle when the sun is out, energy is being collected and it's being stored and then there's 12 hours off and you don't have to do anything cuz it's like it's set up yeah. so that you don't have to do anything but maintain it, right? And it's infinite. Yeah. Right. I mean, we've got a few more million years, right? Uh, you know, unless, well, we'll get into yeah. climate change and stuff like yeah. that. But right now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think I think that is that is that is kind of a good image of of where my definition of success is now. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, where can listeners find you and find the dojo? <laughs> and do you have any? Um, I know you guys are getting started. You're, I think you're starting a new round of classes pretty soon. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything about the dojo you can find out at www.theviodojo.com, and I think you can follow us on. I think everything is the Vio Dojo. Yeah, on um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, um, on LinkedIn. Um, there's all sorts of stuff that you can explore on YouTube. Um, uh, lots of ways that you can see what we're up to. 
um, in terms of my own voiceover, Tish Hicks, uh, tishhicks.com is my own voiceover stuff. You want to check that out. And uh, yeah, give give us a call. Uh, it, just check it out. We have, yeah. You should do voiceover classes are starting um, pretty much every month except December. We take December off because nobody has any brains. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and, and you can you can also call and have a voiceover or once-over anytime because yeah. we would lo- we love to hear your voice. We love to hear where you're at and where you'd like to be. And we love to get to meet you and, and see how we can be a part of, um, of your voiceover journey. And whether it's uh, something that you're like, boom, I know this is what I want to do. Or if, if you even have like, Lisa, you were talking about that little kid and you're like, you know what? I always thought it would be kind of cool to be in cartoons or do that thing. Yeah. So it's, you know, that the, you should do voiceover intensive is um, created to be that place to, um, you know, get the comprehensive overview. Mm-hmm. So you understand what it is and that little taste. So you can really see, Oh, is this for me? And um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and uh, you guys have a monthly kind of like a monthly Zoom call that's oh, yeah. that's um, free. Anyone can kind of join, and yeah, um, twice a month. Uh, twice a month, we have opportunities that you can join us. Um, the first Wednesday of every month is um, our free monthly Q and A called "Ask the Sensei." It's yes. myself, yeah. our home studio master Dan Leonard. And then we invite uh, an esteemed voiceover colleague to come and we just answer questions for an hour. And it's all levels, all all subject matters. Um, So that's Ask the Sensei the first Wednesday of every month at 10 a.m. PT. Um, And then the third Wednesday, we have um, a series called Get to Know VO, where we focus on some aspect of um, voiceover that is good to have some more insights. Um, last month we did, what are the basic things you need for a home studio setup? Um, this month uh, in a, a, well, I guess I shouldn't say these things because I don't know when people yeah. will be listening. <laughs> but, a, yeah. answer, but coming up, coming up next in some undefined term of time, um, coming up next, we have uh, uh, the demo listen derby where we, where we, uh, it's myself and our demo producers um, basically listen to uh, shared demos. People send their demos. They don't submit their demos. They okay. send their demos. Uh-huh. Um, and we we um, run them through the gauntlet of what really happens with demos. And we yeah. um, open it up. I was going to say break it down, but we really open it up. Yeah. Open it up. Like This is what it is. This is what happens. And this is how it works. And this is why. So it's it's a very, we do this twice a year, demo listen to every twice a year. So yeah, lots of stuff. Uh, get on our mailing list and you'll, yeah. you'll be um, in the mix. And, yeah. um, and send up for a VOO and then we'll know who you are and yeah. we can answer, we can answer your questions. Yeah, and, definitely. I highly yeah. recommend it. The, the intensive is really great. It was super helpful for so many things, not just VO, as I told you, like mm-hmm. mindset stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you, if you heard about us through this podcast, when you sign up for a VOO, let us know, let us know about that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. Oh, I really appreciate pleasure. it. Yeah. And I'll, I will talk to you soon. Excellent. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs>
Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. The best way to keep up with Tish and the VO Dojo is to follow the dojo on Instagram at the VO Dojo. You can also check out their classes on their website at theviodojo.com. And you can check out Tish's VO work on her website, tishhicks.com. All of this plus their YouTube channel is linked in the show notes. Thank you to my listeners who have given me reviews this week. I love you for it. Oh, it made me so happy to see those. So thank you. Thank you. Please, if you're enjoying the show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Be sure to follow the show on Instagram at Making It After 40, the number 40. And to catch up on what I'm doing when I'm not podcasting, check out my Instagram at Lisa Rodriguez. That's where you can also check out my web series, Tips with Teresa, or you can check it out on my YouTube channel. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Starting a podcast felt overwhelming and scary. From putting myself out there in a vulnerable way, to wondering if people would even want to be a guest, and questioning if my idea was good enough. Once I overcame those fears, the easiest part has been getting my podcast out into the world. And that is thanks to Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. I researched a lot of podcast hosting sites, but Buzzsprout is the one that I kept coming back to. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. If you're considering starting your own podcast, don't wait any longer. It's so much fun. To be honest, I only wish I had started it sooner. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you. Gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and helps support our show. So what are you waiting for? Go start your podcast now.